Commission honoring Bill Ritchie, Director of Consolidated Facilities, and James McAuliffe, Town Treasurer on their retirements. <clears throat> I will um, take the liberty of reading the citations. First is a proclamation honoring William Ritchie, Director of Consolidated Facilities. Whereas Mr. Ritchie, with roots in Boston, Quincy, and Abington, he earned his business degree from Anna Maria College and additional certifications from Northeastern University. And whereas Mr. Ritchie has 40 years of experience in the construction industry, including 23 years in Milton as the director of the first and only municipal department to fully consolidate services for both town and school departments. And whereas, upon his arrival, Mr. Ritchie helped Milton Public Schools orchestrate the renovation of five schools and the construction of the new Collicott Elementary School. And whereas, as an advocate of green energy, Mr. Ritchie encouraged the town of Milton to explore the benefits of solar energy, electric vehicles, and charging stations. Milton also joined the Green Communities Program. Mr. Ritchie's efforts netted Milton several accolades and additional revenues. And whereas the COVID-19 pandemic posed new challenges and created new opportunities to learn, Mr. Ritchie did extensive research on ventilation systems and hand sanitizing equipment. He led his team and other department stalwarts to help produce and post signage, retrofit office spaces with glass barriers, and acquire masks. And now, therefore, be it resolved, the Milton Select Board expresses its deepest appreciation for the outstanding contributions made by Mr. William Ritchie during his 23 years of public service in support of the town of Milton and Milton Public Schools and extends its best wishes for a happy and healthy retirement, given this day, April 27, 2023. And for the second part of the motion, we have an official citation from the Office of the Select Board. Be it known that the Milton Select Board hereby extends its congratulations to James McAuliffe in recognition of your retirement after 14 years of dedicated service to the town of Milton as the town treasurer. The commitment and enthusiasm that you have demonstrated toward enhancing the quality of life for the residents of Milton will always be appreciated and remembered. Be it further known that the Milton Select Board extends its best wishes for continued prosperity and success, that this citation be duly signed by the Select Board on the 18th of April, 2023. Chair, I'll make a motion to approve the proclamation by the Town of Milton Select Board honoring Bill Ritchie, Director of Consolidated Facilities, and James McGough, Treasurer for our town, on their retirements. Thank you, Mr. Wells. A second? I will second. Thank you very much, Ms. Musto. Any related discussion? Mr. Wells, you recognize. I think I'll go through them both. I'll start with Bill. I mean, um, I've said this many times. I've unique privilege to be both a department head and today to serve on the select board for the past six years. Uh, I remember I told this story three days ago. It was about however many years ago that the chair of the Warren Committee, <coughs> at the time, Charlie McCarthy, called me in a meeting. I was a deputy chief of administration to bring up the thought of consolidated facilities. And I'll be honest with you, I had no clue what consolidated facilities were. 
and, and as it evolved and they started to paint the picture of what it what it could be for the town especially for the various departments and as well as the merging of both school services and town services <coughs> there probably couldn't have been a more perfect man to assume that role as the first person and to create the job and the environment in the citation you use the word encourage things he didn't just encourage them bill made them happen um i talked to bill today as he leaves, he has the same enthusiasm walking out the door as he did when he arrived here many years ago. And I think for all of us, um, we should be very grateful. Everything Bill did, he ha he, not only has he vastly improved our infrastructure and the ability of departments to operate more efficiently in the 21st century, Bill has saved this town millions of dollars in so many projects and in so many ways I, I couldn't announce. And next to Mr. McGoliff, when I think about politics, the one thing Jim has been for this town is the voice of independence in every aspect, regardless of the issue, regardless of whatever challenge faced this town. Jim is our treasurer, as our, as our chief financial officer, has stood with independence and the best intentions for this town each and every day. Um, he cares about the community. He cares about people who walk into his office. And he, I wish him a very well, the S bill, a well-deserved retirement. They were in this, and, to, and I think on behalf of all of us, I would say thank you both for serving this town so well. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Well spoken. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Any further comments? I think Mike raised his hand. Thank you. Mr. Zulis. You can go ahead first, Roxanne. I, I, I think being present gives you some... Um, some measure of, uh, of, uh, of going bread. first. Well, thank you. Um, I, I would just want to reiterate what Mr. Wells said. Um, we're very fortunate that we had both of these employees in our town doing the work every day for us, and both very receptive to any questions or issues, um, always willing to do the extra, go the extra mile. So I really want to um, take this opportunity to thank both of them as well. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, uh, first, with respect to Bill Ritchie, um, I was on the Warren Committee and then the School Committee at the time when Consolidated Facilities was being discussed, uh, proposed, and then became a reality. And I think it's fair to say that, uh, but for the fact that Bill Ritchie uh, were invo was involved in that process and was the individual who was designated to be the first uh, director of Consolidated facilities. But for Bill Ritchie being there at that time, there would be no consolidated facilities department, and we wouldn't have saved millions of dollars over the years. So I think uh, Bill was the right person for the moment at the time and brought so much to the town as a result of being there at the time, bringing those unique qualities to that consolidation between the town departments and the schools. So, so Bill uh, was a unique individual that allowed the town to move forward that way, and, and certainly he'll be missed in that role. We've often thought uh, over the years that um, uh, no person is, uh, is irreplaceable, but, uh, but it seemed that Bill was, was the one in town government who could be irreplaceable, but, uh, but now certainly Bill has to move on in his life, and we'll have to, we'll have to get along somehow without him. Um, uh, and as for Jim, uh, Jim McAuliffe, uh, uh, you know, I can think of no one um, other than Jim who has brought good spirit and good nature and goodwill 
to public service and to the the uh, politics of this town and the civic involvement in this town and Jim and uh, he's been uh, he's been um, uh, a great person to have around and we're certainly all going to miss him and wish him well in his retirement. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Zulis. I'm going to address both gentlemen in reverse order. One of the attributes that I most admired about Mr. McAuliffe and his service to the town of Milton was that he paid attention to what was going on within the select board and other areas. And when he had uh, some information that we might not have known about, he was proactive in bringing it to our attention. And that's a true manager, administrator, and leader. And we thank him very, very much for those attributes. With respect to Mr. Ritchie, I would just like to connect a couple of dots. At a recent meeting, the select board unanimously approved an strategic planning initiative. The school committee established a similar initiative in 2004 that ran to 2007 under the title of Long Range Planning Committee. One of the outcomes of the Long Range Planning Committee, uh, which was convened by Byrne Lovely, who was at that time chair of the school committee and chaired by Professor Greg Hall of Bentley University and myself was the recommendation of consolidated facilities. And Mr. Ritchie took hold of that recommendation once it was adopted and brought it to a level of near perfection and set a standard that uh, we are very fortunate to have uh, for the town of Milton and for whomever it is fortunate to be Mr. Ritchie's best. So with the adoption of a motion and a second in those comments, I'll entertain a roll call. Mr. Zulis, are you still with us? I am. Thank yes. You. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. And all members of the select board will be assigning the documents. We will not do these automatically. They'll be personally signed. And, um, you let us know when they're you know when they're ready. Right? Thank you, Mr. Milano. The next item on our agenda is discussion relative to the transfers of various parcels of land to the Conservation Commission or the Board of Parks Commission is contingent upon approval of town meeting. Uh, this was discussed um, at last week's meeting. The board approved the transfers of, I believe it was five, Apostles recommended the uh, transfer of five fossils to the Conservation Commission. A citizen, big uh, or public comment participant, Pete Jackson, a well known to many of us for many years for his contributions to the town, uh, noted that three of fossils that were intended for uh, transfer to the Parks Department had been so identified by a town meeting about 1964. Thank you, Mr. Milano. So um, I just wanted to make sure that everybody uh, was updated on this and uh, to see if there was anybody who wished to make comment. I don't think that uh, Mr. Robert, chair of the school building committee, is with us. No, we don't need I think we promised Sean he could take tonight right. off. Um, Zulus, did you wish to have comment this time? No, I, I think I think you've uh, you've covered it. 
Arthur, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Milano. No, Chair, just I was going to make a motion before Nick speaks. Oh, oh, you got the number. Okay, you got him. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead, Nick. No, no action. Jackson's comments was article March transferred those three parcels we had tentatively identified as potentially to move over to park. So that action had already been taken. Uh, there is no need for action by the select. Thank you, Mr. Milano. Any further comment or question? Seeing none, we'll move to item number six, which is a discussion, animal shelter project. Uh, is Mr. Swinsky going to be with us, Mr. Milano? Yes, and uh, Mr. Daly, one of the co-chairs of the Animal Shelter Advisory Committee, is here in person as well. Thank you. Would you like to come to the table? Sure. sure. Welcome. Thank you. Can you hear me? You can hear me? Yeah. I just want to make sure they can hear me. I didn't know if Tim was going to be on at the same time. He's here now, yeah. He is. Good. All, good. All right. Welcome, Tim. Uh, uh, thank, thank you, Mr. Chair. Mr. Milano, let me turn to you. And Sure. Uh, thank you. So as uh, the select board's aware, uh, the Animal Shelter Advisory Committee received uh, their cost estimates for the project up over on the dump access road on Friday. They did have a meeting on Friday at noon to review those results and make some deliberations. So. Daly, I'll turn it over to you from there. Thank you. So I'm Dan Daly, 15 Quarry Lane, co-chair of the Animal Shelter Advisory Committee. <clears throat> and on Friday from Paul Callas from Hill International, the owner's project manager, he gave us the estimate that it was $3.9 <clears throat> million to build on the access road, which is much higher than we had expected, as, you, as you, I'm sure you know. Um, the Milton Animal League has, in its coffers or dedicated uh, donations, has $3.7 million. So it leaves us with a shortfall, certainly, as far as, as I see it, and, and I think many members see it, not an insurmountable shortfall uh, to build on that access, uh, the access road to the dump. Um, and there is reason to believe that the estimate that we received is high. Today, George Tagaya sent an email to the committee indicating that a, a building that was twice as large with uh, something above 20 bathrooms would cost less, a mod that is a modular building. So we do have reason to believe that the estimate that we received is, uh, is higher than what it would be on the street. Um, we'll never know until we put out the RFP and, and, and we start to you know, kind of go further down the road here. Um, at that meeting, we reviewed the RFP for the access road site, and we decided not to recommend to you that it be published at the time. And again, the reasons were, first, that the estimate came in higher than we had expected. And second, obviously, the donation that is contingent upon the site staying at Governor Stoughton Lane. And so <clears throat> we're dealing with some, uh, obviously, a higher estimate, but then the unknown of what's happening with the donation that's dedicated to Governor Stoughton. Um, I will say this, though, the, RF, the RFP for the access road site is ready to go. It can be put out. Um, and we will receive a lot of information if we do actually publish this. Um, and as most members of the committee would agree, the site at the access road will be built much more quickly than Governor's. <clears throat> I've been on this committee for eight years. There are many hurdles that have kind of emerged over those eight years that have slowed the project down immensely. 
Um, we're hoping a pandemic does not happen again uh, during this project, but, uh, but there were other hurdles that emerged that uh, this, the keeping it, building it at the Governor Stoughton site could, could pose those hurdles as well. Um, you know, the committee is certainly eager to get moving. The last thing this committee wants is to slow down the process. Um, so we're not making any recommendations to you. We want you to know what kind of where we stand and in our position. We've been looking at this closely now for eight years. We are very close. Um, it would be wonderful if the, the anonymous gift stayed anonymous but was not contingent upon a certain site uh, because if we had that money, we would be immediately moving toward actually building a building this year, starting a building this year. Um, I do not see that that would happen if we decided as a town to move the site to governor's site, see that we'll actually be breaking ground this year. Because uh, I think there are a lot of hurdles that emerge through this. Um, and there are a lot of advantages. We've done so much work at that access site. Um, trails for the dogs, you're right in the, you're on the access road to the Blue Hills. Um, so certainly, the, you know, the, the issue here is before the select board, uh, we're happy to receive a new charge or a parallel charge. The only thing, and I spoke to Mr. Milano about this, is to receive a document delineating that charge in detail so that we know exactly what it is we're being asked to still being asked to consider the access road site, but also what, it, what we're being asked to do. We are asked to do something the site. So just some detail delineating that or a question what our work would be if we do pursue what some have called the parallel. Uh, so, so that's it. And I'll, uh, I'm happy to answer any questions from the select. Thank you. And, and I want to um, also extend thanks to your fellow members of the committee. Would you please pass those on? I will. On behalf and, of all of us. And Bill Ritchie is, is one of them. So yes, yeah, yeah, who I've gotten to know very well. And, I, I second all of what you have said about him. Maybe we could turn to Tim for a minute to see if he has any comment to add, and then open it up for discussion among members of the select board. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. I think Dan did um, a good job of, of conveying the sentiment of the committee. It's, um, you know, going into this kind of home stretch of the RFP process, um, it was really important to see what that cost estimate was going to come in at, um, you know, because that was going to inform, um, you know, what what the committee was going to recommend. Um, we, we understand what the budget for the project is, um, so you know, when 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 that estimate comes in above budget, it kind of you know ties your hands in terms of of what you can do. I think you know, there's definitely sentiment. You know, I, I think a lot of folks think multiple ways about this in terms of. You know, yes, the estimate is the best guess that, you know, a knowledgeable construction professional can put together. But, you know, the real information is, you know, what are what are contractors going to bid on a project like this? Um, and so there is a sentiment that, you know, let's put the RFP out and and get that information and then we'll know for sure kind of what this thing costs. You know, the, the risk of that, and this was shared by, by certain members and also by our project manager, is, you know, if you're not 100% committed to the site, it's not a good idea to do an RFP for that purpose. Um, you know, you, you, you get sort of bitter fatigue if, you know, this will be the second time that we've bid out the same site 
if if the bids come in too high, like yes, we've learned something, but also you know we may have turned off potential um, potential bidders in the future. So you know rather than take that risk, uh, the committee you know elected to to not recommend to to issue the RFP at this point. Um, and I think um, you know the committee is 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 ready to go on on any kind of investigation discussion of of the Governor Stoughton site. Um, and you know I, I I'm, I'm sure um, in the next you know, a day or so, we'll get um, we'll get that updated charge. the um, The committee has a meeting on Friday, um, so they're ready to to kind of get back to work and, and roll up their sleeves. And and just while I have the opportunity to speak, and it's it's kind of tenuously on topic, but I wanna I wanna second, third, and fourth everything that everyone said about Bill Ritchie, um, who is a member of this committee. <laughs> um, he is uh, the greatest, and I'm I'm actually worried what we're gonna do without him because he's just a giant in this town. Um, we'll manage, but um, he's he's really the best. So um, I appreciate all the things that you all said about him earlier. Thank you, Mr. Sawinski. Floor is open for comments and questions. I lost the wells. I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, thank you. I have a couple of questions um, just for people that are watching. Um, what is the size of the building that you? Are looking at for the site and does this this is just the building not the access road correct i mean not the you know bringing the utilities up so the the the, the estimate that we got is is everything so the so 3.9 is everything we have 3.7 again in kind of dedicated funds that the mal has and then dedicated donations that is contingent upon the building mm -hmm. right that us we're actually hiring the contract um so the size of the building i, I don't have it at, at my fingertips, it's around 4,000 square feet, maybe slightly under. So it's right around 4,000 square feet from uh, a much larger building in the beginning. We were over 7,000 square feet five years ago. Um, so, <clears throat> but yes, there, there are significant costs to developing the site at the access road. Uh, that is a driver of cost, but there are many drivers of you know, uh, the, this is a modular building, and we were surprised at how high. You know, it wasn't the. It wasn't so much the the site costs that were surprising. It was the the cost of the modular construction that really surprised us, and seems to be out of whack. The site cost seemed a little high, but not, you know, within percentage points. The the, the cost of the modular that we got in the estimate much higher than we had, and that even if I could quote Bill Ritchie. Uh, that Bill Ritchie ex did not expect it to be quite as, not, not even close to that. Thank and, and Roxanne, just on, on, on the utilities question, um, I, 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 I have the, I'm on my phone, I have the, I have the, uh, the cost estimate um, up. Um, I, I have to kind of dig in and see exactly where and how utility costs are kind of teased out in there. Um, but we, we, we wouldn't be bringing in utilities up the access road. There are utilities in proximity of the site. Um, I think water would be coming from, um, from Jill Kathleen Lane, which is right behind uh, the site. Um, electricity would be coming off a wire um, that's right in front of the site. And then sewer would be coming off of a pipe um, that comes off of, I think it comes off of Quarry Lane. So, um, you know, any kind of utility work is, is obviously a cost. Um, but we, we do have, we are fortunate enough to have utility connections in, in relatively close proximity to the site. So um, I, I don't think that's a big driver of the cost. Roxanne, any other questions? Not now. 
Thank you, Mr. Chair. Daily. Um, <clears throat> for full disclosure, I, I believe you're aware that I'm a member of the foundation that committed the initial gift. For the record, I'm the senior member of this board. It's hard to believe sitting here tonight after six years. This is a commitment that was made before I arrived on this board six years ago. Um, and so on their behalf, I, I just want you to know I don't ever speak publicly about things that we do there, but I will say this on their behalf tonight, that they, know, they don't know I'm doing this, is that I have watched them wait follow this patiently each and every week since this happened. But on top of that, and I said this at the high school in a meeting two weeks ago, anyone in this town, as a matter of fact, I suggest that everyone in this town take a trip to that animal shelter in Governor Stoughton and see the conditions that those staff and volunteers work in every single week. You could understand why there is impatience on the part of the foundation. Now I'm going to get into some nuts and bolts because I have followed this very closely. So the prior bid that came, that went out, and what was that, Tim, January? What was the bid? Oh, no, it was early. It was last, what was last year's bid? Uh, what month was that? It was, it was last December. Okay. And that building was a 5,000 square foot building, correct? It was. It was a, yes. Yes. And the was. cost estimate at that time was 3 2 to 3 4? That's, that's, that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, I don't have it right on my finger. So yeah, now we're right. six months later for a 4,000 square foot building. We've gone from 3 2 to 3 4 to 3 9. And the bid back then at 3-4, the low bid came in at over $5 million, And the high bid came in at 7-something. It was like 7-whatever. Yeah. I, do, I do appreciate greatly the work, and I understand this is definitely going to fall this way longer than your committee has, has existed. Um, this new gift that has come forward is, I quote Mr. Zulus, who said recently, when you, someone now is willing to commit up to $5 million to do this, we, we as an executive body of this town have to, A, greatly appreciate it, and B, listen. Um, I've had my doubts with that site since the day it was proposed, and they haven't changed. Now, I, I, I get the dilemma you have, but I think that, at least for me, I would not be, because you don't have the money at 3.7, Let's say it comes in at four or five. Let's say it comes in at best case scenario, low bid five million again. Yeah, you're a dog chasing your tail and it just doesn't stop for you. And you know, I think that we have options here. I think we're going to have to look. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Mr. Zulos, you are recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, thank you, Mr. Daly, and your committee for all the work that you've done and continue to do. Uh, just a couple of questions. Um, the $3.7 million that you have committed, that does not include the $700,000 that the town has appropriated for site work uh, at the dump road, the access road site, is that right? Um, I think that does. does I think yeah. that does that, include, yes. So it's $3 million in donations and MAL coffers plus the $700,000 okay. that, that gets us Okay, so it does 7. include that. Yes. Okay. Which cover, actually does cover the site costs if you look at the estimate. Um, okay. So, okay. So, so that, so, so your total number then is three point seven. The the estimate came in at three point nine, um, and um, you have some indication that it, it it could be less if you get more information. Um, I guess I guess my question is, um, what would we be waiting for in order to put out the RFP 
and get that additional information and move forward. Because um, it, it seems to me, you know, this is the site that I believe the select board back in 2015 um, agreed to with the Milton Animal League. And um, to, um, to delay that further and delay getting even further information seems to me could be a disservice. So I'm just wondering, it was a little unclear to me what the real downside to getting more information through putting out the RFP would be, uh, while at the same time exploring whether the, 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 um, uh, the uh, Governor Stoughton land could be a viable uh, possibility. So the, the OPM and some members of the committee discussed uh, bitter fatigue. That if we mm -hmm. put this out again on the street and as a you know as a contractor I'm putting in bids and then I see again the project is not getting built and then we're going back out at the Governor Stoughton site you know will I even you know will I bid again? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think we have to we have to consider that along with the delay that will you know it's we're, we're weighing goods here at this point you know there's a possibility of bitter fatigue there's also the possibility that this project is delayed years. Um, to your point, no one, especially the committee, not one of the projects to be delayed. As well. There have been a number of things that have happened that have okay. caused this to happen. Um, you know, but so I mean, that's that's the that's the that's the threat is that if we put it out on the street, there's bitter fatigue, bitter fatigue, and we don't get bids. Let's say if we go with the Governor Stoughton project in a year from now, and, and, and so, so, so I guess, uh, was there a sense, Mr. Daly, as to what the what the committee would be waiting for in order to um, in order to issue the RFP or to recommend issuing the RFP? Well, so we we operated the meeting on Friday on the recommendation of the OPM, mm -hmm. uh, and for the need to, we had just gotten that morning cost, so we got the cost estimate, and two hours later, three hours later, we were meeting. We didn't feel as though we had enough time to reflect. Uh, and we also wanted some input from the select board. We wanted to know, you know, now that you know the, we, we're, I'm happy to forward this to you, the cost estimate. Um, already got it. So, okay, <laughs> so um, if, um, maybe you already have it. Uh, so to get some direction in terms of, you know, where we want to go and to bring to you the, the, both the cost that is associated with waiting and, and pursuing a different site, but also the, the potential cost of bitter fatigue. Um, and so we're really looking for direction right now from the select board on this issue. Thank well, you, Mr. Dill. Just one more point, Mr. Chair. Uh, Mike, you Mike, are, Oh, sorry, I don't know if Michael was You all set? <laughs> yes, thank you, Mr. Chair. Okay. So Michael brought up a good point. I think one thing you need to look at, too, and it is on the commitments of the gifts, I believe, the Commitments were made based on a building of a certain size, which is how the dollar range got. I think you need to you need to look at that closely. So yeah, and so that is that's more of the domain of the MAL. Right. That's what I mean. They do. That's what I, I think. Mean, part they need of, to. part of the part of the difficulty of this project is very unique. Right. Mm -hmm. Funding is not pound funding. The committee is. The land is. It's very unique process. Cause some delay, should I say? And so. Um, I will certainly bring that to Alyssa Cook, who's the president of the Milton Animal League, who has been the one who has been dealing with who is putting up the initial money. One of the midpoints um, that you may not be familiar with is that last week the Governor Stoughton Trust trustees met 
discuss this matter in depth and ask town council to contact the attorney general's uh, charitable division to ask for information opinion with respect to feasibility of a site at the Governor Stoughton property. So we're awaiting that information, and that might be something, certainly the select board's going to need that, and that might be some information that would be helpful to you as well. We know that that contact has been made. Don't know when we'll have a response from that division. Mr. Milano, do you have anything that you would like to add on this topic? No, I think um, the committee has asked for us to transmit in writing um, a sense of the vote at the select board meeting from last night. So we're in the process of doing that now. We'll have that tomorrow, Friday. Um, I think, you know, if if the committee is going to look at the governor's mm -hmm. site, I don't know if we're, you know, two of the key pieces are going to be size of land that preferred location on the town farm or that works best for Determining where on the site best. There's just there will be a process here where we have to go out, work with the committee, um, amend contract professional engineers and consultants to get the work didn't meet Sims or went to get the ball rolling on those pieces. Thank you. Any further discussion on this side? the questions. Thank you, Mr. Daly. Thank you very, very much. much. We Thank realize how tough. I mean, I, yes. don't know, I do. I realize, yeah. but I also realize the demand, and that this is something like I don't know. Every time we go through a winter, I say, "Oh, I don't know." Thank you very much. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Now, turn to item number seven: Milton Access TV annual report to the select board. And for that, we have with us. Milton Access TV, uh, both Mike Lynch and Becky Federa. Would you please come uh, forward? And Shane, an all star, an all star team here. <laughs> you have any money? You didn't bring any money, did you? <laughs> I said that for Mike Zulus. He's always looking for money. Shane, thank you. Becky? And Mike, Mike, uh, oh. how would you like to lead off among yourselves? Oh, they're turning the lights out. Oh, their work. I can see, but I can't. If anyone said anything, I haven't heard it. We haven't no, said it. It might be misleading, uh, Mr. Zulus. I haven't spoke at all yet. <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is quite a surprise. <laughs> I'm sure that will end soon. <laughs>
for those who um, are not familiar with access team, we mm -hmm. have table back like to lead up the introductions, positions, go around to the three good, of you. Good point, Mr. Chair. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm the president of the M. On the B, we do exciting meetings. Has been past our director couldn't give us and be vice. And then I have Shane. He also her other. We meet obviously. So uh, we have a staff of about four full-time people. You can see two part-time additional contracts on staff. And that stayed pretty stable for a number of years. Um, we've kind of uh, moved up. We've kept a lot of the same people, um, promoted a lot of people within, without. But it's been a pretty stable and uh, great work staff. And you guys could probably tell that. I by seeing some of the same faces, just in different backing. roles. Just got a request. Can you pull the mic oh, right there. close to you? There we go. Yeah, usually Thank Mike you. tells me that. Thank you, Arthur. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've seen a lot of the same people you've probably seen, but they take on different roles and um, move ahead and things like that. And we've definitely upped our programming and things like that, which, again, Shane and uh, Mike are going to talk to you about um, in a little bit. So I'm going to turn this over to Shane to talk to you about our volunteers, which is, have grown and grown. A lot of young people have come in to help us um, and, again, fill in some of the gaps, especially sometimes the sports things at uh, schools. Uh, yes, yeah, so as Becky was saying, um, our volunteer program has kind of exploded since everything got back to normal after COVID. Uh, Riley Donovan, who is a senior with us, uh, Daniel Trogue, um, Roman Pavira, uh, Jim Stallion, uh, Ryan Nanjarian, uh, Jackson Long, and Jackson Long, if you have watched our hockey games, 10-year-old who does play-by-play. -play. Um, he's become quite famous among the high school teams. Everyone asks about him. Um, and our newest, which is Jason Flanagan. Um, at the beginning, it was pretty much just Jan Dan uh, Daniel and Roman. So we've really expanded it. Um, and we're also looking to expand our curry semester um so just to go through each channel we run three channels uh the first one is our government channel public education um you can just see here the hours of programming on the government that is where we get our bread and butter uh six almost 6200 hours of government programming um public is for about 4468 education we've actually increased that quite a bit with our new sports coverage Obviously, during it kind of went down. It was just school. 
Um, but we're streaming 24-7 on our YouTube channel. Um, sorry, streaming 24-7 on our YouTube channel. Um, we actually have three streams on there, so you can watch each channel live as it's going. And then we also have all of our video-on-demand stuff, so if you need to look at a select board meeting or a warrant committee meeting, you can always find it. We're always streaming as well, and we're streaming... If we have a meeting with two nights, we're usually streaming um, school committee on Facebook and then like the government, other government meeting YouTube. So we're always trying to get at least one or two meetings live at the same time. <clears throat> uh, notable programs on channel eight. Uh, we did a Milton DBW sustainability PSA with the green tree bags last year. Um, mm -hmm. The town administrator interviews, which Mr. Milano was part of. Uh, town meeting preview show, which we have anyone coming out next week for this upcoming town meeting. Um, we just did a Milton Needs Your Voice voting PSA to get people into town government and make sure they know how to register to vote. Uh, our Memorial Day and Veterans Day ceremony is always live. Uh, Milton Speaks Candidates Forums, which some of you have participated in. Uh, in return of live election results show, we will be doing that on the 25th from Town Hall this year. And then town, December Town Meeting, we finally went back to the auditorium instead of Zoom. Continuing, thankfully. Um, and then just committee coverage, as you can see, 51 select board meetings, 30 planning board meetings, 12 con-con meetings, 31 warrant committee, 73 mm -hmm. board of appeals meetings, and three CPC. Top of that are annual town meeting and our special A lot of government programs. And then our public channel, uh, hyper-local, high-quality content. We have our super duper, li super duper library show, which actually won a few local awards last year. Local Media Awards, exactly. We had our Milton Pride Festival video, cover the Milton Fireworks and Music Fest every year. Uh, we have our annual update, Talk to Town, Press Town. Uh, we had our National Out interviews, that's our Farmers Market, Career Advice, right with that. Uh, Barn Fest video, it's Christmas, so many shows as you can see. Um, we basically try to cover everything. Fuller Village Concerts, <laughs> Council on Aging Lecture Series, Bray Turner, which is a live series as well. Also part of the summer reading program. We will well. Now on our education channel, uh, Senior Awards Night that will be live this year. I believe that is coming up in the next three weeks. Uh, graduation field. Try to grab every concert as last week. First grade and kindergarten info nights, Milton School Committee forums, 32. And we listened to a lot of residents. I think COVID was a really big deal for parents who have children who play sports. So we had a lot of parents, members who could see the playing sports, couldn't be there. So we really updated a lot of stuff last week. We're covering as many games as possible and streaming live on YouTube. And we're also making some great content by working with all of the teams, with promos and everything else, always making sure the word is out, trying to make as many people show up as we possibly can. And then I think the biggest thing to mention would be the questions for Catholics. Students, some random questions, and they... So, <laughs> it's very, very popular. All right. Uh, thank you, Shane. Uh, so for the viewers at home and for our fellow select board, you might be wondering, how is this all possible? It's a lot of content that we cover um, and a lot of events that we're at. So we're just going to go through now 
um, how Milton Access TV is funded, um, budgets come from, and to show you our budget um, for the budget for the next. Um, so it's just a little timeline of um, MPEG Access uh, is our history. Um, I should step back and say that we are Milton Public Education and Government TV, but we do business as Milton Access TV. So often you see the MPEG and MAT um, that viewers understood that. Um, to, uh, just to explain how funding is provided for public education and government TV, uh, your cable providers that enter the town enter into a franchise agreement with the issuing authority, our select board. Um, it's usually for 10 years. Um, that's so that Comcast or the, the cable providers business in the town of Milton. Um, part of that is that the cable providers then have to give a certain percentage back revenue um, to the town, um, and that revenue is to fund public education. Mm -hmm. uh, so most uh, cities and towns in the Commonwealth have some form of public access television, and that is how it is funded. Uh, so in Milton, we have two cable providers, uh, Comcast Sound, formerly CN. Um, they are both uh, uh, contributing 5% uh, of their gross annual revenues to the town. Um, the town uh, retains a portion, and uh, we get a certain percent of all of our programming. Um, this I put my um have to fix this, but um, basically what I wanted to highlight is that our budget um, for the year, 460 um, that is broken down here. I do, but basically um, this slide, which I will regenerate, highlights the budget, hmm. will detail out um, so the, before I get into the weeds on the budget, I just showing that the budget for the last year prior to port on was 400, and we came in at 400. Did um, I hoping it might look better? Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, so basically, um, we're here to present our budget here. Um, the funding for MPEG has changed a little bit, um, especially over the years. Um, as I said, the town is back to provide these services. Um, a few years ago, the state town can allocate back of those funds. We are now part of it. Still relatively new for us in the process that we're working through. Um, so if you can see here at the top of our screen, our expected revenue for the year is four hundred thousand. Um, so I still take a very conservative approach. When we break that down here, um, categories. Um, we are a nonprofit. Any money? We don't. Give any money support the staff you um, our board is a volunteer uh, 
Um, so we do um, have everything listed here. Um, part of our annual report submitted here in a Um, I did the 10-year. Um, we do update it every year. Uh, so we do have, do have a budget on file. Um, the contract for MPEG and fires budget. Um, we are working through um, by some cost savings and ways that we can spend money. Um, projected out in the 26, 27 a year. We're showing a slight deficit in our budget, um, but it does have a, a small reserve. Um, that's our budget here. Uh, we also received some capital funding from Tom. I know that some questions asked the uh, MPEG article. Um, that actually did last year. We were awarded the one time uh, fact that we requested that the funds um, so I just highlighted here done with um, a bunch of our Playback server located here. So, we've updated all programs when we're in now to accommodate hybrid setups. Um, we talked about uh, sports. Um, Being came to the board and really uh, expressed a need for more sports. But, uh, so, we actually purchased cameras that sell. So, we actually uh, most of the operate on now we've updated uh, Wi-Fi extenders and all of our town buildings and sending the Wi-Fi and then this year high school so now that's it. Uh, we have a capital budget Fifty thousand dollars left capital budget. Uh, we don't expect. We don't expect. Um, so after. Um, this will just touch on again the equipment upgrades that we did in twenty two, um, along with. Comcast updated our head end of um, so viewers I, I especially noticed we, again we updated the meeting rooms all hybrid meetings we updated our playback server um, the bottom left corner you can see that's like our zoom central so when we do a zoom meeting it computers so we're pretty much equipped on Doyle or Usually run meaninglessly. So we know. just wanted to, <laughs> we know. Wanted to highlight that. Um, and the picture on the bottom right is the Wi-Fi signal booster that we installed. At the um, we have great service at the field. The productions look great. 
had some issues with graduation. Thousands of there was it was put in um, a Wi-Fi booster that I've seen in a. Uh, this next slide, I'd just like to point out um, the cable TV subscribers in the town of Milton. Um, one thing I neglected to say is that uh, Milton Access TV, the MPEG uh, franchise fee, is based solely off subscribers. Uh, so if you have Comcast in the town of Milton, a portion of your bill goes to fund, cable, uh, fund public access TV, uh, but it's not part of your. Uh, so in the world we live in a lot of cutting the cord so to speak and those um that's where um public access centers get um so i just wanted to highlight here 2022 full amount of subscribers six thousand one hundred. so that's subscribers down that's the lowest it's been in they're tracking it off the station um we really started to see a loss of subscribers in 2019 mm. um, when streaming services picked up. See, once the pandemic started, off. Um, I know that in Milton, um, Verizon has been selling BIOS, um, and that's where a lot of the providers now are skirting a fine line of we're a TV provider. Um, and then funding. Um, I did reference here, I always throw the stat up, Census Bureau that 700 households, like, so we're in, you know, we're in 61. Uh, which brings me to the next slide, so, the future of community media and the future of um, MAT. Um, so as we've talked about tonight, the traditional peg centers were really moved away from center and became community media center, uh, which allows residents. Um, I know since I've left years ago and started years ago, the way we have productions and media and meetings tonight um, have certainly changed the way that we operate. Um, I know that during the pandemic, now more than ever, community media centers are really invaluable service town. Um, select board in the so residents health really bonded in those services. Um, so like I said, we're really concerned with board cleaning services. Included to the fact we stream 24/7 on YouTube. A lot of residents watch our meetings online. Um, we get more and more requests. First, how do I get there? Where do I watch it? Um, so we're happy to provide those services and very excited online and in the streaming world. You're a so, um, which leads me to my next slide about streaming services in general. Um, so there are, everyone knows we stream a lot of things, so the state uh, organization board, Mass Access Media Centers, has been trying to pass legislation that would essentially tax 
providers, much like you would able providers now at same five revenues. Um, there are I've been involved with that as both where, um, but it's not for a lack of effort or lack of, um, there, there's about 12 other states that already do it. Uh, Massachusetts is trying to do that. We're trying for years. We have another house I've listed here. Um, I have the senator that's I've known great huge community kids. Um, so I just want to put this out there to let residents and the mm -hmm. board know that are we are trying to fix or some of that um, the board in the past has written letters of support um, and provide that you know are an invaluable service and that replicating that um, acts you know on the streamers as well um, everyone thinks that streaming is internet wireless but signal is still on streaming providers are still um, Providing content tables that are on our right. Realistic. Um, I kind of. So that um, wraps up our our report. It's like they thank you for letting us um, thank you, town administrator and this. Schedule. Our presentation. Um, also, to thank Mayor Doyle for years of that. Thank you. We appreciate this excellent presentation <laughs> and um, each of us having a copy of it, I think, will be valuable as well. It, wanted to um, make mention of the fact in beginning the question and comment period with you that before we went live, uh, Shane and his colleagues were sharing with us some of what uh, Milton Access TV's capabilities were when the pandemic struck. Um, and in a very short period of time, Milton Access TV um, made itself a first-rate uh, delivery and public service uh, instrument, if I can use that term, for the town of Milton. And we all owe you all a tremendous debt of gratitude. Your, your staff, you, those who are in the room behind us and others have been outstanding. And I can't recall anything that the select board asked of you that you didn't deliver. Now, maybe you know something that didn't get delivered. <laughs> But we don't. So it's just a tremendous expression of gratitude to you and your colleagues for what you have been able to do and realize for the community. Thank you for that. And with that, the table is open. Mr. Zulus, uh, did you want to have any comments uh, being afar this evening? Um, well, uh, thank you to 
uh, MATV for the presentation. And I can say, just to uh, just to continue what what you mentioned from the pandemic, Arthur, um, it wasn't that there wasn't anything that we asked. It was more than the fact that there wasn't anything that we asked they did. Um, Mike Lynch and his team actually came up with solutions and came up with recommendations for us to get the word out to the community. And so MATV was a, was an invaluable partner in kind of remaking government on the fly and getting the word out to the to the to the uh, to the residents. Um, um, I, I will say that in my observation, um, MATV, uh, with all due respect to Mike, hasn't missed a beat. Since uh, Shane has uh, has stepped uh, or, or taken the chair um, and continues to provide uh, wonderful service for the residents, um, the, the future is a concern uh, because of the funding issues. Um, and um, as I sit here and listen to the presentation, it, stri it strikes me that we need to uh, we need to work uh, with our um, our INET. Um, initiative. Uh, it will be, I think, a benefit to MATV when we have um, fiber, um, we have uh, our INET uh, rebuilt, and we have additional strands of fiber. Um, and then uh, we need to think about what the future is uh, for broadband in Milton and whether there's some way that we can work with MATV to increase their revenues. Um, so that they can continue to provide the residents with those resources. So I think, I think what strikes me is that we need to we need to think about how to work together with our new INET and with the broadband going for going forward in order to make sure that MATV has what it's need has what it needs going forward. Thank you, Mr. Zulis. Ms. Masta. Thank you. Um, I just want to say it's a pleasure to be on the board all of you and um, it's such a wonderful service to the town and the residents for all ages and I always hear um, from residents that they love you know looking up these meetings on YouTube and uh, I'm sure they call you and leave you messages if they can't hear us on the mics because sometimes they tell me the next day any of these complaints but um, I think you do a wonderful service it's a wonderful service for the town the one thing I wish you had done today is shown that little snippet video of the sports, uh, the kids' sports broadcasting, because I think it's phenomenal. If we, if we wouldn't mind, I just, no, it's a very please. quick one. It's, I think it's phenomenal, and I think that the people at home would love to see what the kids are doing here, too. Let's do it. It's very brief. Yeah. Thanks for that suggestion, Roxanne. All in favor? favor. Aye. 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 Opposed? Thank you very much. All accepted and approved. Uh, the next order is. Um, at, this at this time, we're not recommending anything going in or out, but it's something on our list to, to reconvene and, and figure out going forward how we should address that. For their long-standing service to our town. Before proceeding with the business of the meeting, however, there are certain preliminary matters to be taken up. Now you have to, the voting access that you can register up to 10 days before. This will mean that residents of Milton will have, have Mavis Williams uh, could, um, 
uh, uh, lived in, in that, that, that dwelling with, with them. them. Hey, uh, uh, Michael, do you want to uh, write this session of parents? I'd be happy to. Okay, okay. And then Mr. Brown. Um, so, so apologies for that. that. The, the new plan, plan is really um, uh, uh, kind of simple in its effect. These, these are these are um, all uh, linden, linden trees. Um, they're all. Uh, uh, if you go to the, the next slide, slide which is again the the, the site layout, uh, and I know we don't want to get into park. Our, My name is Caroline Kinsella, and I'm the, and the Director of Public Health in Milton and the Public Health Nurse. My staff and I work at the Town Hall and the Health Department. We conduct, we conduct surveillance and monitoring of any infectious I'm the town administrator. I just want to update you on some uh, um, situations uh, with town hall. So town hall is still closed to the public, uh, still open for business. Designed by architect William Ralph Emerson, who was gaining prominence in Boston society in the late 1800s. Don't know, you know that we are not invisible. We are here, and we need to make sure that our young people feel feel our love and our support. Right, Zach was, was just completely gutted, um, and we see the adverse impact of that with state legislatures throughout the country. Um, you know, with a, one of my very fun jobs is planning Bar Fest. We try to host one or two Bar Fests a year. This uh, Sunday, we're having our Fall Bar Fest coming up, and it's Halloween themed, and it should be a lot of fun. One of the cool things about our theme this time, making it uh, for Halloween. When the, when the combatants, combatants met at midfield, they, they did not disappoint. No, no, sorry. No, 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 no,
Thank, thank you, Shane. Thank, thank you. Mr. Chair, you, 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 you Yes, I am. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Mr. Mr. Chair. Well, we've certainly come a long way from the Ford Econoline truck riding around this town. This antiquated, huge camera equipment coming out the slide door. That uh, I can't even remember how many events I saw. I, th I think actually, days of the, the Junior Women's Club road race, there were days when the van. Let it, the camera hanging out the back door to try and catch the lead runner. Becky, you were probably the lead runner. Um, <laughs> listen, you've certainly, and having had the privilege to serve on the, on the uh, MPEG board for several years, um, what you've articulated tonight is certainly a gift to this town. Um, you allow the citizens of this town to have their fingers on the pulse of what goes on, especially in our aspect from government. Um, and you do that each and every day. I would say with regard to YouTube, perhaps we should start to think about a Patreon. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a, I'm a big YouTube supporter, so it's a way to support. When people watch YouTube, I've never watched, is the like button there? Can you, could you, so, so for those of you who are going to watch Milton Cable on YouTube, <laughs> I strongly suggest that every time, as soon as you start, you click that like button, hit subscribe, play the bell, and get all the notifications. How did I do on that? Was that pretty good? <laughs> so, and, and finally, um, Becky, to everyone, from Michael to Shane to John and Tom, who, who are here with us all the time in all the things that happen here. They, to quote what Pierre uh, Doyle said, they make our lives much easier. And they said, a true credit community kind of like one of the silent gems that most people don't know of and for me i'm happy that i not only understand it and have lived it but i'm very proud to talk about it in front of all of you thank you mr chair we wish you the very best at town meeting <laughs> and i also wanted to say on behalf of the select board if there's any way in which we can help you please let us know I think I speak on that regard as well. The only request I have is if you could find more days during the week for his meet. <laughs> <laughs> more days during the month. That would be great, but I know that that's not possible. But um, we're very happy with the relationship we have with Blackboard and look forward to it. We will put in that request. <laughs> I'm Thank sure you. that Mr. Lynch is smiling down from heaven. <laughs> what he started so many years ago him mm. Marvin and the whole crew thank you thank you again thank you Shane you will take your tie off now you're all good to go <laughs> <laughs> now I feel good <laughs> we want to see him in the vest that you mentioned earlier oh, I've seen the vest I've seen the vest <laughs> I have number eight Discussion, possible approval, Milton Arts Center, East Milton Library driveway. Uh, Mr. Milano, could you give us a little bit of background on this? And 
we have a speaker yes. as well. Uh, received a request from Clifford to talk about um, revisit the conversation about the driveway and um, you know the parking lot that had been associated with it, but primarily the driveway at this time. Um, about adding it down at the art center. Thank you, Joe. Would you introduce yourself, please? Perfect. You know, it doesn't, doesn't sound like it's on anything. anymore. It, it, you could hear it. Mike, can the... you hear Joan? I, I did not. Okay, let me check. <laughs> I think so too. Good battery. Do you want to take this one? All right. Um, yeah, they were in, uh, you were good. Yeah. All right. My name is Joan Clifford. From I'm a, the director at the Milton Arts Center, and we are asking permission. I have gave you some photos and a little bit of expl explanation of what we're looking for at the art center. Uh, we asked for uh, well, what we're asking for is you can see in this photo here um, that there's a two space for two cars at the rear of the building and we're asking for uh, surfacing to go a little bit further up um, to allow us in the winter time to plow it and um, in the it gets pretty muddy and dirty um, so it would also cut down on all the dirt coming into the art center um, but the the another thing that it would also do is indicate to people who stop for a few minutes there to go into the post office, that it's an active driveway. Um, when they park there, even just for a few minutes, uh, they're not allowing access into the building. Um, and we do have permission in our lease to um, park on the grounds of the, um, in the backyard. Um, usually, um, I parked a car right there to show you where we do park. We park parallel to where the East Milton Post Office is. 
Um, it's pretty dirty there now because the DPW, uh, there was this green um, plastic material that they had to um, dig up last fall. So it's a little bit, you know, more dirty than usual because of that to get rid of the webbing that's underneath there. So I'm asking for it to go up further. You can see in another photo that I put like a little overlay. We, we don't want it to go up too far. We, we do like the grass, um, especially we have um, a lot of kids in the summertime at programs. And we want some surfacing to go up, but not a lot. And I think that's it. Thank you. Um, I walked the area yesterday, mm -hmm. and um, mm. it's a roughly 20 by 20 asphalt pad that appears to have been uh, put down over the ground surface. So mm -hmm. that would probably require reconstruction and the type of bed that would go underneath the asphalt, not only for that area, but all the way up to where you want the driveway to be. And mm -hmm. Joan, the driveway would go up to about where the car is, or shortly beyond the car? A little bit past the car, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense from mm -hmm. what I observed. Mm -hmm. And um, did you want to also keep it to the left of the stone uh, that is there, so? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. That would make a lot of sense. Questions that other members might have. Did Bill, has Bill given you kind of an idea of what he wants, what he thinks? Yes. Uh, I met with Bill last week, and, you know, I, I said, can we put pea gravel down there? Because I don't love pavement. I mean, right. um, but he said it would be irritating. It would just disperse over time, Especially and he doesn't recommend it. Right. Especially in the winter, if it's going to be plowed and be right. a driveway. Right. You're only going to get a couple of years. You're yeah. going to have to keep replacing it. And um, Bill also... Um, there's a, I, I drew a little circle around the no parking sign, which yeah. is hard to see, especially when it's all um, bushes come out. Um, it was put there a long time ago, and, and everything has continued to grow around it. Um, he recommended that it be moved in front of the rock. Um, the rock is never going to be moved. It's part of, yeah. It's, it's actually it's, pretty stone. It's there forever. <laughs> it is. Unless somebody blasts it out. And that's also, it, it would have to be, you couldn't pull it out with a machine. It's that big. No. Always open. It's embedded. Yeah. Um, he recommends that a sign could go in front of there because it would actually, if a plow did go there, it would also warn the plow that there is a rock there. So he thought that it would be a visual, a better visual place without, um, you know, it wouldn't hurt a plow coming in either. How much? Yeah, what are we thinking? Do we know how much it's going to cost? No, I um, I thought this would be more like a get permission type of a thing, and then, you know, I I wasn't sure. I think, yeah, it might be approved. I'd love someone going in actual work on us, and we find the money. I that's from the conversation. It would be a consensus of the select board to have the center go ahead and get the information from whatever resources are needed okay. uh, to come back to us mm -hmm. for review and possible sure. approval. Okay. Would that be acceptable to you? Yes, it would be. Great. Thanks. Thank you.
Mr. Zulitz, anything that you'd like to add or ask? No, that sounds fine. Thank you, Arthur. Okay, thank you very much. Good night, Joan. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Item number nine, discussion approval contract amendments. We have two in our packets. Uh, for context architecture regarding a fire station building project, if I remember my review correctly, one is for a demolition of the existing station, and the other is for the driveway at the Senegal East Milton site. Mr. Milano, could I turn to you, please? Sure. Uh, just as background on Mr. Wells, I'm sure you can fill in if I miss anything. Um, there are two contract amendments. Amendment number nine is to authorize the uh, contract, the architect and uh, engineer to put together bid documents and finalize the bid documents for the driveway at the upcoming East Milton Fire Station. Uh, we've, the town has been in touch with St. Agatha's and is looking to move that portion of the project up in its timeline rather than waiting to when um, construction on the East Milton Fire Station would commence. Um, I don't know if you wanted to add to that. So far, the party, the pastor had asked that the driveway asked what could be done while school is in yeah. recess. So um, they've been able to put together a timeline to do it this summer between June when school gets out and have it completed by the time school goes back in the beginning of September. And I think that timeline worked well for everybody. That's um, amendment number nine. Amendment number 12, um, also in front of you, is to is a somewhat of a change in scope right now under the project as envisioned and bid out um, the project would only cover abatement and demo of the first floor of the existing milton fire station headquarters building the second and third floor were to remain untouched um, the opm on the project suggested that we look at encompassing um, demo on the second and third floor as well to get the whole entire building abated while their construction crews already mobilized rather than do that at a later date. Um, so the contract amendment in front of us is not to quite do that work, but to develop the work and have the bid documents ready to go and amended to include that scope so that they can go back to the general contractor to get a change order estimate um, to do that work when they get around to abatement of the headquarters, which would start not probably towards the end of this calendar year. Um, and including that amendment, the total is about $46,000. Half of it is to do that piece of work, and that other half is to do the construction administration once, once that work starts. So this is only kind of phase one of an approval. The second approval by this board would be to authorize a change order in the amount, of whatever significant amount it might be, to abate and demo the second um, floor of that, that structure while they're already mobilized. It wouldn't be to build it out in any way, just to make it safe so that the town can then um, start having conversations about what should go in that building, if anything, moving forward on the second floor. And we have the total fee for the driveway? That is 20000 What's the second amount? $45,850. So, Mr. Chair, I'm going to make a motion um, to approve the amount of $20,000 for the driveway improvement for the new Engine 2 station, which is located in the St. Agatha's property. Uh, St. Agatha's, our prop, the property we purchased in St. Agatha's, the rear of it. 
and also 45,850 for the abatement of um, both floors in the old headquarters building, which for the record only makes sense. We've had a lot of discussions about this at the committee level. Um, last thing we want to do is have a brand new building all done and then have a second floor that's not abated above everything that's brand new. You want to do this all at the same time. We definitely don't want to be going back and do this after the building's that is your motion, Mr. Yes, Wells. Thank you. Is it seconded? I will second it. I do have a question. Okay, it is moved and seconded. Discussion? Your question is on the floor. Thank you. For the paving, I guess my question is, are these areas that construction equipment are going to be going back over to get in and out of this uh, lot? I'm just wondering because I, I would hate to pave something if we're going to be running construction equipment back and forth on that area. That's all I would so. like to know. I don't think so. This is going to create the new, this is really going to create the new driveway and exit, which is included in the design. I believe the pave, the building will be probably constructed from the front, from the Adams side, but there's none of that on this now. But this, this is in the agreement. So in the PNS, yeah. we have to do that. This no, is I'm an just optional thing. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that, but I just, I would hate to do it too quickly. I mean, I'm fine to do it, but I just don't want to do it if we're going to be running construction equipment across it, and then we're going to have to go back in and fix it. That's all. So uh, that's all I want to know is if, that's, if you have any information on that. I have not heard that as a concern. And I, we just had the most recent meeting at Sanagas last week between all parties, everyone. I didn't and hear that at all. I'll just add that the final portion of the driveway would wait until the project is yeah. complete. They're on a good the binder. binder course. Okay. And then wait till the final touches until the project this this will last. The binder um, will be okay then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm fine with it. And looking at the site from Adams Street, the driveway will mm -hmm. be moved to the right. All right. And that would necessitate, of course, curb cuts at the construction site to bring in the equipment. I don't think I'm it'll definitely negate necessitate a curb cut once you start to do the building because yeah. we're the Access and egress from engine two will be is now a curve on a sidewalk, sure. so that's going to definitely have to be reconstructed. Don't know if there's a curb on the Libby Road side. I, I'm not sure there is any curbing there now. So, I, but I, it, it's actually going to be a much better design. <clears> what <throat> they're going to put in there. You know. Are you? I'm all set. Thank okay, you. Great. Those moved and seconded. Any further discussion? Zola, your hand is raised. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Mr. Milano, um, does this represent an acceleration of cost or an addition of cost? And if it's an addition of cost, um, uh, where, where, where would the funding come from? For um, the amendment number nine is, um, so the way that the project was completed is that East Milton Fire Station was uh, portion of the phase of the project was not complete. The design wasn't done 100%. It was done most of the way. So this is just completing the work. So it's not, um, it's an, bringing the cost forward. It's not a new cost added to the project. For, that's for the driveway over on Adams for the station. For the second floor demo project at the headquarters, this is new scope, um, which would be paid out of the contingency on the current um, phase of the project, which has about a million dollars left. Um, so while both of these amendments would be paid out of that contingency with about a million dollars at this point with the building, um, as you can tell, out of the ground, getting close to being closed off, um, the OPM feels pretty good that that contingency is pretty safe moving forward. 
Um, so that contingency is being drawn down for, this, for these two amendments. Um, the first of which was an acceleration of costs, bringing those costs forward. The second of which, the 45850 if it's all expended, would be new expenses that were not included in the um, original project. Thank you. All set, Mike? I am. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, moved and seconded. Discussion is completed. Vote called vote. Zulis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Musta? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. One and all. At this time, we will move to item number 10 on our agenda. And this is a discussion approval request to increase the membership of the Shade Tree Advisory Committee from five members to seven members. And Laura Branch, your colleague, please come to the table and introduce yourselves. And we look forward to hearing the background to your request. Good evening. Thank you for inviting the Shade Tree Advisory Committee to this meeting. I'm Laura Beebe. I am the current chair of the committee. I'm Nancy Chisholm. A branch lane member at S. Treewood. <laughs> You're a lot more than that, <laughs> Mr. Lane. I could tell you that. That's good or bad. <laughs> it's good. The Shade Tree Advisory Committee's been busy. We hope you enjoyed our 2022 report. Since uh, 2015, the work and status of the Shade Tree Advisory Committee has increased. And so we are asking to increase our committee size from five people to people. With climate change here, we have a lot of work to do to protect and maintain the tree canopy. One of the things that we work on is tree inventory, trying to keep track of trees that come down, trees that are being planted. We have one member of our committee, Fred Taylor, who does a lot of that work in conjunction with Alan Bishop at the Department of Public Work. It's ongoing and it's sort of never ending. Uh, and it's come a long way. There's a lot of work involved in trying to track the EIS system. We spend time also educating residents on tree care. We have members who write articles. We try and promote certain things in the Milton Times as far as things that are good for residents to be doing for their trees. So when we had the drought this summer, we had a watering campaign. There was a sign at the library. There was also a sign at the uh, fruit center. We do tree tags, uh, which encourage residents to water a new tree that appears near their house. And we do tree-related events. For instance, we have one coming up in conjunction with the Milton Cemetery. All of these are try to spread awareness of the value of particularly mature trees, but also how do you take care of a new plant. We also advise the planning board and the select board on tree matters from time to time. We work with the Historic Commission and the Conservation Commission on related projects at certain times. We are sometimes included in site walks. We are currently in discussion about signage for scenic byways in order to remind residents and developers about, again, the value of mature trees. We're also tasked with fundraising. We had a tremendously successful fundraiser recently. We, play, we, we raised more than $90,000, uh, and that's been wrapped up, but you never know when it's time to start the next one uh, because the need for trees and tree planting and tree care is uh, we also are trying to plan for the future. So thinking about, for instance, 
master plan kind of work. What should trees look like as far as where they're being placed in town? We also really want to work on finding a way to get more money in the budget for the Department of Public Work. Currently, their budget for tree care, this is planting and maintenance, is only $10,000, and that just doesn't go very far uh, today for what we need to bring to town. With climate change, trees are one of our best hopes uh, and one of our best ways to uh, mediate some of the problems. Our, commit our committee today is currently populated by five of us, uh, and that does not include Grant or Exo Warden. But we are a biologist, a master gardener and journalist, a teacher who loves trees, a lawyer and garden club member, and a tree-loving businesswoman. We are, and thank you, by the way, for re <laughs> We're a did you get the pay raise? Did you get yeah. the pay raise that went with it? That was nice to me. <laughs> we are a quirky, enthusiastic, passionate group, and we're very We have cultivated prospects. We believe would round out our group with these. One is Milton's longest standing town meeting member, an expert in town government affairs, as we try to advocate for better town funding for to us. Another is a landscape architect in landscape spaces and has already worked with the planning board. I have a landscape architect. Yes. Would appreciate your considering our request for a committee. It's very it's strange that when you said two people. I had two initials in my head of one, and I think you picked that first. G, correct? Good pick. So we have to go through. They'll have to. Let's just make one point. I mentioned this to Laura before. So I think it would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, John Corey, who was uh, the, the idea man behind the uh, 360 project. And he is. Uh, <laughs> he is beside, behind the scenes constantly uh, coming up with stuff. So I, I forgot to mention. So are we prepared, Mr. Chair? Can we? I don't know. We can't vote on this tonight, can we? The new. The new, I see I'm looking right now. She well, the first question is uh, there's a, an attended motion to approve the request of the Shade Tree Advisory Committee. You increase its membership from five to seven. I'm gonna the personal discussion. I'm gonna make that motion. I want to make the motion to approve the request of the Shade Tree Advisory Committee to increase the membership of their committee from five to seven. Moved by Mr. Wells. Is there a second? I will second that. Thank you, Ms. Mustard. Discussion. And the motion. Ms. Mustard. Thank you. I would just like to say that um, they do a lot. It's a lot of things that they describe to us. Um, they know how they operate. Their lack, but these other individuals could, with their backgrounds, could be that committee. So I am in favor of going to the seven members on this committee, and I hope my colleagues will feel the same way. 
So we got to have them apply if they're already applied. Would it help? They have both uh, submitted their volunteer forms to the town clerk. So we would have to bring it to a, a follow-up meeting to, with to their names. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll do that. So we have a motion that is protected. Discussion. You know, further discussion. All vote. Zulus? Yes. So Wells, how yes. say you? Yes, absolutely. Ms. Busto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle, yes. And thank you for your thoughtfulness. Mr. Chair, can I just thank ask you. them one yes. question since we have <laughs> here? Because this has been in my mind for a month. And I didn't, I didn't expect you all to be here tonight. So a lot of people don't realize the significant footprint that the Blue Hills Reservation holds within our town. And does your committee, like, ever have discussions with them about... Because I, I never... I'm, I'm an active Blue Hills pro, and I, I never see them, like, really active, like, planting like we do. Until maybe you see things that I don't see. But you are correct about the canopy, um, and I believe that canopy is just as important. Is it? Is it, is it not? I mean, considering it's it's re, it's a, almost a third of our community. Like, right? Twenty-one percent. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if I guess if you're talking about DCR, um, they are doing some planting on the uh, on the uh, Truman Highway and some of their. Um, Scenic Parkway roads. Um, interestingly, um, I was thinking about our ten thousand dollars that mm -hmm. uh, has been budgeted for this year, and I calculated that out to see how many trees the DCR would get with that ten thousand dollars. Because if you see them along the parkways, you'll see that they're they're very nice trees. They've got double bags. Mm -hmm. They're you know they're they're really well well. Uh, prepared and, and uh, planted. But for our $10,000 with DCR money, it would get us about eight trees. So, you know, the, the stuff is expensive and, mm -hmm. and, and 10 really is not going to do it. I mean, mm -hmm. we're fortunate enough this year that um, through, through grants and the money left over from the 90K, um, it, it's about $70,000. So, we're in pretty good shape, but we're, you know that's not going to go forward every year. And that that seventy that that's getting to be about the number that it needs to be annually. Yeah, and you know, and we've talked with selectmen, warrant committee members, and we've got a great deal of supportiveness, but we've never got it over the line to get that as like the fifth line in the in the public works budget. You know, one line dedicated to uh, purchase and planting of uh, town trees annually. Annually, so that you know it's not going to be uh, raided, no removal and stuff like yeah. that. If we have a bad, but you know, like it not the number is the number, and it's a huge need. I mean, you know, we're losing 130 trees a year. You know, if you, if you don't replant them, you know, just just for the health benefits they provide, it's, it's, you know, it's really a necessity. Thank you, further. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank uh, you. Two uh, observations. And uh, the first is with respect, Laura, to your mentioning of the scenic. I don't know if you look at the historic conservation commission. This like all unanimously passed a resolution last year 
signing scenic highways. And I followed up um, about a two ago, fall uh, to Meredith, about the fall discussion on that and setting boards across that now on her radar. You may want to chime in. Uh, Second is, consider uh, having a conversation with conservation as a tree bank. Comes from where sites have to be punished with trees. All of sites can't necessarily accommodate the numbers of trees that have to be used by formula that employed by the conservation. So the extra trees bank. That may be an opportunity for you. It won't be uh, all that you need, but it would certainly be uh, worth considering a discussion with uh, John Cannon and maybe plans with Jeff Bowen. So you know well. But pass those Thank you. Thank you for both. I did speak with Meredith Hall a few weeks ago. He said got the Discussion signage. Move. So I'm. Great. Yeah. Yes. So one point one one for the point since we have our expert in front of us. For the millions of people that watch the show, if this program uh, meeting every year, and I've seen we do have a lot of trees that have been planted with those green bags. Can you please tell residents they have one in front of their house or park across the street from where certain my colleague and I live, how often should they water them? And should they be filling those bags now? Uh, well, going into the building, all different ways you can do that. Obviously, you don't have a lot of mm -hmm. that. That chase has been great. Is yes. um, you have the water truck now that that we did that here. We have another summer really going to be imperative that mm -hmm. as the trees that are put in, as well as established, get that watering. So the gator bag just once a week fills mm -hmm. gradually benefit just. Thank you very yeah. much. Very important point, and, and that's really important because you don't get 100% take in with even with the alligator. The one has to calculate out mm -hmm. you need 120% in order to realize numbers. That's a good that point. Yeah, absolutely. Possibly build that into the equation that might be coming with it. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you for Thank your time you. tonight. Thank, Thank you. you. <clears throat> the next item is number 11, discussion approval select board committee review process of volunteer appointments to boards in uh, committee. We want to thank Roxanne, Aaron, for uh, what they have worked on months and provided to Mr. Milano and 
have included in the packet for this evening, and also to recognize the uh, participation of um, other parties in town that have involvement in the appointment process. Certainly, Area that has yet to be completed is with respect to item number 12 on the agenda, which is policies under quorum of public meetings. Uh, town Council is, is knows to be working on that for prior conversations with the select board, and that's completed. And I think you'll have the documents to approve. What I'd like to suggest, um, if it's acceptable to you, is that for this evening, we have a motion to move to accept the report and recommendations of the Select Board Committee review process of volunteer appointments to boards and committees. Then once the section on policies and decorum is added, then have a later date of an approval of the poll. Does that make sense? Yes. I just wanted to go over a few things just briefly, though, if I have a minute. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so um, Ms. Bradley and I have met a few times. Um, with Mr. Milano has been, I think, at all of the meetings. Uh, past few, we've had Sue Galvin, uh, town clerk, um, and Ms. Neville, also Gail Neville from that department, and Bob Hiss, the town moderate, has been at several of our meetings as well. We also had IT. Rob Millette was at our last meeting. So what we've done is we went through all of the committees that are listed, um, and we have three different documents that are in your packet to look at. So the first one goes over um, the committees that at this point could be archived. Um, there are other committees that they should be moved in different sections. Um, and if you go through, it's like a three or four page document. I'm not gonna go through every one, but uh, basically, some of these, some of the work on some of the committees has already uh, happened and dissolved, so that we were deci deciding where that would be on a different page um, once the new website is done. Um, there are other ones that are elected officials, so it really shouldn't be on a committee page. So we went through that. Um, there are a couple that are individual appointments by the select board, so you know we want to differentiate where all of these different things should be. Um, some things are by bylaws, some are under the select board, some are under the town moderator. So we had a, um, a spreadsheet and we put it into a document that is a Word document that we could discuss at a future meeting. Um, then there are two other documents here. One is a guide for appointed volunteers, which includes a volunteer application and committee list. And we went through this and we got the input um, from Mr. Milano, uh, Ms. Bradley, myself. Uh, town clerk and town moderator and there were different changes that we we I think we all agreed on um, consensus on a lot of these little changes some were, were just wording changes but there are several areas that really need Mr. Freitag to really review so it's not just the decorum there were a couple of other sections that he probably will need to review and then um, what how this would work is if you were going to apply for something under the select board 
and maybe you're going to apply for something that falls under the moderator, or maybe you're going to fall, you're going to apply for two committees under the select. You would fill out a separate, a separate application feed because perhaps your application would be a little bit more tailored to that particular committee that you were going to apply for. And the goal is that everything would come into the select board, and if it was going to the select board, it would shuffle out to the select board, and if it was going to the moderator, it would shuffle out to the moderator. So it would be a packet like And then um, the other one is a handbook, and it goes into a little bit more detail of committees and posting your agenda and things like that. Um, I don't know if Mr. Milano has anything else to add to that at this point. No, I, I think this will be helpful for all of us. I think listening to all of us. Getting everything done. And, and the expectation is that we'll get some feedback from Mr. Freitag. We have another meeting scheduled later in May, so hopefully by then we'll have some input from him and have more of a um, final to bring to you for discussion. An impressive accomplishment. Thank you for that. Thank you. We have a motion, and I was suggesting that it be a motion to accept the recommendations as presented, just like would. Can I just you read it? I'll make it. I okay. just I just <laughs> meant, I just X'd out of my agenda by mistake. And what I was saying, uh, delineating earlier, is. Would accept yes, what you read. right, and then once all the legal work, the refinements come back to it, done, come back. then it come back for final. So, the motion would be to move to accept the report and recommendations of the select board committee review process of volunteer appointments to boards and committees. That is my motion. Thank you, Mr. Wild. I will second that. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Comment. None. Roll call vote. Mr. Zolas? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. With a smile. <laughs> and Mr. Doyle? Yes. Thank you. We've discussed item number 12. Um, go on to item number 13. We did 13. I'm sorry, we did that. We had moved it up earlier in the agenda. So we go to 14, discussion approval committee appointments and reappointments versus. Mr. Chair, I'll make a motion. Yes, please, Mr. Wells. To reappoint the following individuals to the Animal Shelter Advisory Committee. Melissa L. Cook, Daniel Daly, Therese Desmond, John Shelton. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Is there a second? I'll second. Ms. Musk. Any discussion? Seeing none, roll call vote. Mr. Zulas. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Ms. Musk. Yes. And Mr. Doyle. Yes. Mr. Chair, item B, I'd make a motion to reappoint the following to the Airplane Noise Advisory Committee. Katie Connell. Kathleen Connell, I'm sorry. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Is there a second? Second. Thank you, Mr. Sulis. Move to the seconded. Any discussion? Seeing none, 
Roll call vote. Mr. Zulis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. Mr. Chair, item C on the, on the same item. And make a motion to reappoint, reappoint the following to the Council on Aging Board of Directors. Caroline A. Kinsella, Janet Mullen, Marie Zinkus, Marjorie Mahoney, Mary Ellen Sullivan, and Sarah Chulag as an associate member. Thank you, Mr. Wells. Second, please. I will second. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Moved and seconded. Seeing no discussion, a roll call vote. Mr. Zulis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. Mr. Chair, item D on the same, uh, no, on item 14. I make a motion to appoint to the Council of Aging Board of Directors, Marshall Levy, Associate Director. Associate Member, I'm sorry. It's item D, second page. You don't have that one? This is D. D. Yeah. So yep. D, my, that motion is to appoint to the Council on Aging Board of Directors, Marshall Levy, as an associate member. I'll second. Thank you. Moved and seconded. Any discussion? Seeing none, Mr. Zoulis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle, yes. And finally, Mr. Chairman. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wanted to double check because um, we have two motions before that. I don't know why that was split into a separate. Yeah, that's what I wanted to take yes. with Mr. Milano on, particularly with the. Uh, the same, it's yep. the same it's, committee, it's, it's just its, its own. It duplicates. The, the others are reappointments. That was a new Oh, this is a new appointment. Okay. So we broke out the appointments and the right. reappointments. So we all set? Yep. We covered them all. Sounded right? great. Yes. I, I, have a, make sure we had... I have a quick question. Sure. What are the terms? Uh, do they have to have a, the end term? Yes, the Council on Aging is by statute. Um, those are all three-year terms. Yeah. The okay. associate members are one-year terms okay. um, in accordance with the, their bylaws. Finally, Mr. Chair, on, on number 14, item E, to reappoint the following residents that's trustees of the Affordable Housing Trust, Thomas Callahan, Julie Kramer, Kathleen Conlon, and Daniel Raphael. Thank you, Mr. Silvis. Is there a second? I'll second. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Moved and seconded. Any discussion? Roll call vote, Mr. Zulis. Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? <clears throat> yes. I do have a comment uh, to offer. Um, I would ask the uh, committee and the select board uh, to consider increasing the number of people on this particular committee. The, the act that enables it allows that to occur. This is a very um, important committee with much work to be done. Also, uh, for this committee and maybe for other committees, it might be well worth uh, a review of the statement of purpose or charge to the committees um, and in the future uh, have them dated because we don't know how old some of these charges are. And like everything else, our homes, whatever, right. they have to be refurbished. So I just passed those aligners uh, two suggestions. You sure you want to leave here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you a list. I just had a quick question. Um, how many people, for people that are watching, how many uh, people are usually on that committee right now? Are there openings? Oh, there are five members plus the select board members, six currently. Okay. Um, the legis 
the statute that allows the creation of affordable housing trusts requires a minimum of five. Okay. Um, maximum. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Number 15. Well, I'll make a motion to approve a one-day liquor license for historic New England. Eustace Estate, May 20th, 2023, from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the p.m. Mm. Mobius at Eustace Multidisciplinary Art Series. That's going to be a five-star show. I'll second. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Move to the second. Is there any discussion? None. Mr. Dulles? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. <coughs> Move on to the discussion approval of the meeting minutes of October 8th. 2022, February 24, 2023, March 1, 2023, March 14, 2023, and March 21, 2023. And Ms. Musto, thank you for your um, update. Yeah. Mr. Chair, I'll make a motion to approve the meeting minutes for October 8, 2022, February 24, 2023, March 1, 2023, March 14, 2023, and March 21, 2023. Second. I'll second. Seeing no discussion, Mr. Zoulis. Yes. Yes, okay. Uh, yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle, yes. Unanimous. Item number 17, town administrative report. You interview Mr. Milano? Sure. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, just wanted to mention that the Council on Aging is hosting their fundraiser bring on the spring bling uh two days thursday april 20th from 4 p.m to 7 p.m and friday april 21st at 9 a.m um, to 1 p.m and these this fundraiser is to benefit their transportation um and programming and um it's you can purchase jewelry and other items um up at the council on aging so we appreciate anybody coming out for it um, beyond that, I didn't have much other than, um, for like the rest of us to thank the chair for his service. I wasn't sure, um, you know, coming to Milton, what, uh, the relationship with the chair would be like, it's always, um, so important, especially in a transitionary period. And, um, Doyle has been, um, accessible and, um, just a mentor to me for my first, what are we, seven months in now? So, um, longer than that. That bad math? Yeah, about seven months. So I appreciate his time um, and dedication to the town and just hands on um, approach to, to all matters and just helping me um, navigate those first few months. Uh, so it was much appreciated. And get off greener passion. Uh, keep him busy. I'm sure we'll uh, find. I'll be available. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Cheers, report. Been very succinct. Just want to thank all of the members of the select board for their support, encouragement, and patience with me during the course of the past year. Chair, these three years have been remarkable, and I encourage young people in particular to put their toes into the water and someday sit among. The members there are tremendous resources moving them along is a great response for all of us who have served in our served and thank all of you 
all of the people that I've had the pleasure to meet several years like what by the outstanding IOUs anybody please <laughs> call them in those financial ones <laughs> <laughs> you have to speak to Mrs. Doyle about those I think Mr. Zulis has his hand up first I can recognize. Thank you, Mr. Chair. It's a, it's a, I think it's a good time to, to acknowledge um, um, the members of the board that this is your last meeting, uh, last scheduled meeting. And um, from my point of view, uh, for the last three years, you've brought um, dignity and stability uh, and courtesy to the board. Uh, and um, that, and the last three years, and particularly in the last year, you brought that kind of stability and integrity and courtesy in, in the way you've conducted the activities of the board, and um, that has certainly added a lot to the board, and it's added a lot to me. And so I thank you for that, and uh, look forward to working working with you. Uh, I almost said working for you. But, uh, but and that may be the case. Uh, but I look forward to working uh, working with you going forward. Thank you. Thank you. Your, your little slip tag there reminds me of something that my sister once said um, years and years ago at a family gathering. I think it was one Thanksgiving, and she peered across the table and said to everyone, "I would never work for that." <laughs> But I would be happy to work with <laughs> anyone. Um, I have no public comment response. Uh, anybody else who wishes to? Mr. Chair, just a you, yeah, no, you go ahead first. I just, I just want to follow up. Just, um, it is hard to believe that three years have gone by that fast. And uh, as you know, it was my hope you would have stayed here. I sought to stay here. I'm sure you would have stayed here. Um, you know, leaders, leadership, there is a quote of an Army Commandant of West Point that I heard many years ago that I use quite often. What he said is on his last day as he was leaving is, to be a great leader, you have to love, not to love romantic, love people that you serve and the people. Um, you've done that each and every day, both before you got here, in your time on Emna's board as a town meeting member, Conservation Commission, which I know you will stand with, as most people don't know, in your three years here, you've remained on both and act, mm. and you you use that expertise there, brought that here as well. That was a been a big benefit. Most people wouldn't even understand what a, you do when you speak that language. You do it because you love this community and you love what the community represents. And I am honored. Sat here with you. Um, you want to go down the street? <laughs> I'm going to see you. It is hard to believe a point of history that before I got here and now for the two of us, 45 years before anyone from East Milton sat on this board, Jack Lenahan was the last. And I was in Ben the school when he was on, he was on uh, the select board. And I think you were probably running around Boston College doing who knows what at that time, but just. <laughs> Thank you for everything, and thank you for being a great leader for this community, and thank you for caring about the town strong enough to do what you've done. 
We wish you all the best. God bless. I remember Jack and uh, the after Sunday mass meetings at Sure Drugstore. <laughs> sure campaign drug planning would always take place. <laughs> drugstore. In fact, some memories, but I want to add another. That's to my parents. They came to the country, Newfoundland, close relationship. I was going to go there, but now I'm glad you did. I was thinking we'll of go going together. there. I'm a, I'm a dual citizen of the United States. They brought tremendous values, even with their sixth, eighth grade education, to the Jesuit. But they brought us. We came here for the first time. Sometime I'll tell you those stories. Just I, I couldn't um, remember where we came from. But then, whatever. Then, our families and you are. That just goes to highlight the selflessness of your soul, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the hereafter. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> I just wanted to add a few more words. Um, so I first met you, I think, on the Conservation Commission, walking around one of the sites many years ago, and was always impressed with how calm you were and how knowledgeable you were. And so um, coming on the select board this year, it was great to have somebody here who was sort of a steady hand going forward. Um, and could explain things in a respectful manner. And, um, you know, no question that I would ask you would be thought of as a dumb question or um, anything like that. And it also very supportive of us doing, uh, Ms. Bradley and I working on this project to help streamline things a little bit for the town and for the residents so that when they applied for committees, it, it was a whole process and everybody would understand that. And I think that. Um, you know, your service to the town between the Conservation Commission and here certainly is not overlooked and very much appreciated. So it's been a pleasure to work with you, alongside you. Thank you. Thank you. That's alongside us. Mm -hmm. Sit in the front row of town meeting. We please, we might need you. <laughs> <laughs> At this time, I believe we are uh, going into... Um, no, we're going to check on the dates that we have for our future uh, meeting. 26th, May 1st, May 2nd, and May 16th. So the 1st and the 2nd are town meeting. And the 16th is town meeting too? No. 16th, regular. Okay. <laughs> is there. Monday, Tuesday, they would. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, usually. That's my yes. So, so we want to include that. Just to we'll put. we'll certainly post for it. Okay. Um, we have all those meeting dates, yep. and uh, we will not have anyone to the agenda. We will go into. Session approval of 
that you're in meeting. So I will take the liberty of saving you by following motion. Move to approve executive session meeting minutes dated February 17th, March 23, 2022, April 6, 2022, April 13, 2022, May 3rd, 2022, May 11, 2023, May 18, 2022, May 23, 2022, June 1, 2022, June 29, 2022, July 13, 2022, July 27, 2022, August 3rd, 2022, August 10, two. August 23rd, 2022, September 9th, 2022, September 20th, 2022, October 5th, 2022, November 1, 2022, November 15, 2022, December 5, 2022, December 6, 2022, December 21, 2022, January 3, 2023, January 10, 2023, January 18, 2023, January 24, 2023, February 7th, 2023, February 13th, 2023, February 21st, 2023, February 24th, 2023, March 1, 2023, March 7, 2023, March 21, 2023, and April 4th, 2023. One notation is um, correction to the front line where it said May 11, 2023. That would be May 11, 2023. Okay. Do a second. Second. Okay. Um, I just have a question. I'm wondering if the first up till April 13th, if we could do that as a separate motion. Um, uh, because you would not have been on the board. Right. So if we could just stop it, do a separate one up to April 13th. Only two more. Uh, and then just the, re the rest of them for the second motion. Would you make a friendly two motions and I'll second? Okay. So. Um, First motion is for the meetings beginning February 17th and ending April 13th, 2022. Yes. And the second motion is uh, beginning May 3rd, 2022 and ending April 4th, 2022. Yes. Second. Moved and seconded. Any discussion? Uh, we're going into executive session. Any discussion on going into executive session? No. Seeing none, roll call vote to go into executive session. Mr. Zolas? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Basta? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. I'll go into executive session, and as I mentioned earlier, we will adjourn the meeting for executive session.